as we're standing. Can you hear me all right? Can you hear me okay? How about now? Can you hear me all right? Let me see that one. I might like that one better. Do I? Okay. Give me some. <laughs> raise your hands to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I, the reason why we raise our hands, it's a sign of not only surrender, but our focus is outside of ourselves toward God. Part of what helps this is your imagination. And worship is about being in the presence of God and imagining, letting the Lord fill your heart and mind of the picture of his glory, his presence. When we worship, we free God to do what he wants to do. When you learn how to give praise to God out of your mouth, and some of you may get that new and fresh today, I, pray, I, I trust the Lord will give it to you. Some things are not going to transpire in your life until you open your mouth and speak them. There are some things that God can do but won't do until you open your mouth and say exactly what that is. You need power, you need courage to do so, you need faith to do so. And, and it's, it's, it's so important. I was talking even this morning with our brothers, that, with the brothers and all the men that missed the class are missing our, our, our men's uh, time of a discipleship are seriously missing, missing the mark and missing what God wants to do with your life. Because I am determined to fulfill the calling and purpose over my life. And that calling and purpose is about you. And I just want to encourage you. It may uh, cost you a little bit of time, cost you maybe getting to bed a little bit earlier on Sunday, but um, on Saturday night, but it will be worth, it will be worth it. And when I say worth it, what I mean, some of you are gonna miss your financial train because you're not there. Because I'm about to release something financially that's gonna help bless, bless every man. And, and, and consequently also with the women, bless every person who's under that teaching and training. I know it is the will of God to increase your power and your influence through finances, but you need instruction so you know how to receive it. If you can hear that, just, just kind of clap your hands at a sign of anticipation. Lord, I know you're gonna do it. I'm not kidding. We're not, we're not this time next year from the first time it was said. We're not a year there, but we're on the way there. And in order for you to receive what God is releasing, you need to have an ear to hear, a heart to obey. Amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, would you remove every hindrance of hearing? Unplug every deaf ear to your word. Would you open every eye and imagination so we may see clearly what we are to do? May we be like the sons of Issachar who knew the scripture and who knew what they were to do. Empower us. Release us to engage in the work you've given us. May our hands and hearts be open that we might receive what we need from you to be what you've called us to be and to achieve what you've given us to accomplish. Would it be so? May it be so today, Father, in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, Amen. Again, greet each other. I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad you're here with me. Just a, it, it has been a, a, a bit of a struggle for me um, because we start thinking about how long we're going to preach this and that and, and I got into it and then I, I couldn't get out of it and I'm still in it. So I'm still in it. Amen. 
And I'm, gonna I'm just going to be obedient to the Lord and try to give you. And, and I, I, I want, when, when I give you what I'm giving you, I hope you can receive what I'm giving. If, if you can receive it, it's what you got to put into practice, what you got to do when you leave this place. Again, I want, to, I want to give everybody who's here today permission to never go to church again. Tell you, look over at your neighbor, don't go to church ever again in your life. Darren Teller, don't go to church. Another day in your life. I've been saying that because we need to understand what that is. And the reason why you don't need to go to church because it's a comfortable tradition, religious tradition of all we ever do for God is go to church. And if, if you spent three hours in this building, which is erroneously called the church, if you spent three hours in here, how many hours are left in your life when you leave here? In a 24 hour period, how many hours you got left? My God have mercy. So if going to church two hours doesn't do anything for the 21 hours you are away, what difference does it make? May God help us and bless us today to understand that we don't go to church. We are the church. Look at your name. Reach over and grab the church by the hand and say, oh, you're a good looking church. I'm so glad. that The word is ecclesia. We're using that term. We're using it over and over. We use the word ecclesia because, um, because the, the word church, unfortunately, as right as it is, uh, and as it's depicted in the scripture, uh, has become in its meaning morphed by the culture. The culture makes church a building, makes a church a place you go, makes church a meeting you have. We ain't gonna have church, amen. It's, it's almost as bad as what they're doing to us by the NFL Football League. You know, the NFL Football League is programming everybody and, and it's amazing how most of us don't even get it. On the program, on the, on, the, on, the, on the NFL football commercial, next time you watch NFL, listen to the commercial. He, he, he grabs a ball and he says, this is how we football. What? This is how we football. They're making spectators the sport. You haven't been listening. You ought to open up your ears and check it out. It's a whole culture around it. Make sure you got plenty of chips, chips, chicken and beer. You're gonna be all right. A whole culture. Not only that, and if you watch the commercials, we get there, if, you, if, you, if you're in your city, you get there early and you tailgate. Get your truck, your tailgate, your ribs. Are y'all breathing all right? And you, you got, your, you got your, your NFL official T-shirt on. Or Jersey, because it's your team. Boy, they programming us bad. It's amazing. In fact, how many of you are Atlanta Falcon fans? So Y'all ain't doing too good, is you? <laughs> how many of y'all Dallas Cowboy fans? Uh-huh. How, how many of you all are Kansas City Chief fans? It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. They've been programming this for a long time. All right, so shout out your famous football team. Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I, I didn't want to say Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because I knew somebody was going to get upset when I say it. It is amazing to me. And yet the church, who ought to be the, the most banging team in the world had the greatest battle in the world the church but we not, we not even on the field we too busy in the huddle the church is about the huddle ecclesia is about playing the game so what I'm giving you this morning is so I help you play the game and help you to win. How many of y'all want to win? Amen. Okay, so the, the problem is, the problem is, 
If the king writes an edict and his word is law, then all the Jews, it doesn't matter how he was hoodwinked and bamboozled and run amok, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much Haman that hated, who, who hated the Jews, he was the king's number one man. So Haman has convinced the king that the king's whole, his whole realm will flourish and prosper and build his kingdom up even more by lands and properties and monies. And how do you get those lands and properties and money? How do you extend the, the, your, the strength of your reign? You kill those that are not quite like us. Hated by Hamadassah, hated by, hated by the Amalekites. Haman is a, he, he is a descendant of the Malachites who always hated the Jews. I told you the first time I did this series, the first series, God told Saul, oh, okay, I'm gonna take my vengeance out on the Malachites because of the, their evil, the evil they practice. And, and because they did evil toward my people when they were helpless. He said, I want you to, I want you to annihilate. What was that? What was that line? Annihilate. Excommunicate. Obliterate them. And in case you all don't know the God you serve, in case you don't know the God you serve, if, if he is against something, you better be against it too. And he didn't do it. Saul did not do it. Saul saved the king, his wife, saved the sheep. The prophet had to say, so, so, what, 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 what are you doing, man? Didn't God say, he said, what, what, why, why are you angry? He said, I did everything God told me to do. We won the battle. The sheep are for sacrificing. And, 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 and we got him, I, God didn't say capture him. God said kill him. Now we're going to transfer, transfer this to, to spirituality in just a moment. So none of y'all bring out your swords and weapons. Amen. Amen. But I do want you to see that he, he let the, he, my brain is going. Samuel takes a king's sword, hacks Agag. Excuse me. It's so gory, but it's in, read in the scripture. Hacks him to pieces. He, it's a demonstration of how God feels about that spirit. That spirit was not only destructive, that spirit is contagious, which you'll see in a moment. He would not do it. Saul, as the king who was responsible, he would not do it. So even though Samuel the prophet hacks him up, she gets away. And guess what? Those people keep on multiplying. Some of y'all used to heard that saying, that we don't die, we multiply. That's exactly what happened. Here we come now, centuries later, same race of people. Forgive me for using the race. Because there's only one race. Tell your neighbor there's only one race. Look at him over there. No matter where you got no matter, no matter where your, your, your degree is, it's still only one race. The human race. And so, So, here we go again. Haman, he survives. And when he finds out these Jews are mixed up around here and they all are everywhere, where I look, there's a Jew. Man, that spirit, God hates that spirit. Because they, they, had, they had this bitter animosity against. Not because anything was done. Not because of what someone done did to them. They just couldn't stand those people. Couldn't stand what they stood for. Are you all breathing all right? So Haman talked to the king and signed a decree that a certain day would come in a certain month and uh, the 13th day of the month and all of them gave the people 127 provinces from, from Asia to Asia to Africa. All y'all just do whatever you want to them. Lord have mercy. And now this beautiful, innocent 
but powerful. By the way, Esther is a picture of what God wants you to be. Beautiful, form and fashion, carrying the favor of God. The look of innocence, but dangerous. Tap your neighbor and say, God want to make you dangerous. But he got to make you innocent first to get you in the dope. Amen. Some of y'all have not been able to climb into that position because you you're not innocent enough. You've been talking about the, talking about the leaders too much, talking about the, 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 the chain of command at work. You've been, you've been running your mouth about them, so you're not innocent. So you can't, he can't promote you. He would like to, but he can't. Ain't nobody talking to me today. You don't run your mouth so bad. You know, if you run your mouth against your husband, when your husband needs to exert his authority, he ain't got none. Are you breathing? She kept her mouth shut, as you know, and now God has raised her up to second in command. And Haman has plotted. I mean, you talk about trickery, man. You talk about slick. Bro was slick. Slick as not. He was slick. He knew how to get around. He knew how to influence and talk to people, see. Sometimes that spirit gets in the church, kind of feels more like what that woman that didn't show up. What her name? Kind of feel like Vashti's spirit. Some people know how to, you know, well, I, I'm just saying, Lord have mercy. It's the worst. I don't mean them your harm, but I don't know how you feel about it, but it's kind of what, you know, and it's amazing. And that's Haman. He knew how to, the king signs the edict because he's thinking this is a good move. These people, whoever they are, you know, to the king, whoever they are, these people, you know, they, they you know, wait, hey, if they're, against, if they're against what we're trying to do, yeah, absolutely. Get rid of them. He's signing an edict against the people of the girl he married that he fell in love with. God made sure that woman was up in his face. Thank you, Jesus. Like God has made sure that some of you are up in that position. And they really like you. You have such a wonderful disposition. You have such a, a level of intelligence. You've got that creativity that when a problem comes, you know just how to solve it. You're Esther. But you're not there just to look good. And you're not there just to receive a paycheck. And you know the story, when the time came, she had to reveal who she really was. So let's look and see. Put your eyes back in the narrative. And Haman has been found out. Because the way he carried on around the king at that dinner, oh my Lord. Y'all should have been here last week. You should have seen him trying to assault my wife. Lord, he's about to get jacked up. If it's not, then a man, there's not a man in this building wouldn't set him off. He may not be tall in statue. He may not be wide in girth, but you mess with his wife. Oh my God, you see something you ain't never seen. The king walks out and walks back in after, after, after Esther has, has divulged who this enemy is and what he's done. And she's one of them. And the king got you know, to get himself together because all this time he didn't sign the decree. He didn't marry the woman. And the very people going to die is his wife's people. He messed up. So he had to take a minute. He walks out. Haman figured, oh my God, I'm in trouble. He died all grabbing on please 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 play my case the king walks back in and you know whoa, oh you gonna assault the queen in my in my presence what kind of disrespect is it? and but he couldn't the king couldn't open his mouth quick enough when the guards rushed in grabbed Haman look at the text put a covered his head you know it's bad when you're in trouble and they cover your head because you can't see what's about to come next and they hung him on the gallows he had made for Mordecai, who was, the, who was indeed the surrogate father of Esther. The plot is not over yet because in chapter 8, verse 1, on that day, King Ahasuerus gave the house, check this out, he gave the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, he gave it to the queen. Now he was second in command, so he had property and the likes. All of it. Give it to the queen. 
By the way, I need to tell you all something. Those of you that, that choose to play the role that God has placed you in, he's about, he's about to put in your hands what you didn't earn. Here's the way the scripture talks about it. The, the, the wealth of the wicked, y'all talk to me, is laid up. Come on, somebody. For who? For who? For the righteous. Some of you have not been prepared. You have not prepared yourself. That's one, way, one reason why you're being pressed right now. Because there's an inheritance that God wants to put in your hands that you have to be ready to handle. His whole house was given to Queen Esther. Lord have mercy. Well, I guess if he gave it to Esther, it means he gave it to Mordecai too. Are you breathing, saints? So they receive this inheritance. And even though this happens, the king, check this out. Not only did he give him, he give him, he gave them the house of Mordecai. The king took off, verse 2, his signet ring. You need to get this. He took off his signet ring, which he, had, which he had taken away from Haman. By the way, he didn't hang him before he took that ring off. Give me my ring back. Because <laughs> that ring bore authority. Give him a ring. Take, it, take my ring off of it. And they hung him like a pig. From at least 60 foot gallows. Everybody, I want everybody to see this is what you do when you mess with God's people. Come on, clap your hands and give him praise. This is what you do. By the way, by the way, one reason why God cannot do the hanging he wants to do because the church ain't right yet. This is why I got to talk to you this way this Sunday. He took off a signet ring, which he had taken away from Haman, and he gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai, and, and Esther, check that out, set Mordecai over the household of Haman. Check that out. And those of you that have the haters are trying to get you, if you walk right and do right and put truth on the line, God will turn it around for your good. And what, 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 was, what was meant against you, he will reverse it, and now it's for you. How many of you lift your hand straight up if you need that God to do that divine, that divine reversal for your life? What was against you was coming again. What was bad, what was negative, what was evil, what was sick. God turned that thing completely around and now, now it's everything opposite of what, it's everything opposite of what it was. It's now in your hand. Yeah, I, I, do, I need you to, if you bow your head just a moment and just worship God right there, you need to focus on that because God really does want to do it. He really does. That's why I'm speaking what I'm speaking today because God is ready. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Make, our, make us ready in our hearts. To handle what our enemies had. Now, if you criticize your enemy, you, it disqualifies you from handling what he, God has for you. You got to shut your mouth up against those who are against you. Did you hear what I said? You got to close your mouth. And if you close your mouth and do what is right, God will, when, by the way, when God turns it, and can't nobody do anything. Nobody can do anything about it. When God flips it, it's flipped. Period. It's like God, when he, he opens doors that no man can open. Come on. He shuts doors. Talk to me. Nobody can shut. That's the God we serve. But as you will see, beloved, he gave that over, over to Mordecai. He gave the household she put the household of Haman, since the king gave it to her, she gave it to Mordecai over the house of Haman. And Esther spoke again to the king. And check it out. I'm in verse 3. Fell at his feet. Now, you think that by now she cool because he did. But she wasn't thinking about herself. And this is something I trust. I, I I pray God to help you to get it. When God promotes you, when God expands you, it's not just for you. When God raises you up, it's not just so you can say, I was raised up, nah. No. 
when God puts more in your hand it's not just so you can consume more he said I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory so if God gives you exceedingly abundantly above you know all your needs are already in there it's always about how he will put you in a position to be a blessing for somebody else. Are you still with me? And check this out, beloved. Esther fell at his feet. You would think, okay, my enemy's dead. I'm cool now. No, she was thinking about her people. And some of us need to begin to think not just selfishly, but corporately. You need need to quit, quit just start thinking about you and yours. Think beyond that. Who can you rescue? Who can you help? Who does God, who's, what life does God want to turn around because he turned yours around? If God put power in your hand. He does so because he wants to, by that power, deliver somebody else so that his kingdom may manifest and they may know him like you know him. Are you there? Check it out. Hester spoke to the king again and fell at his feet and wept and implored him to avert the, sh- the evil scheme of Haman, uh, Haman the, the Agagite, and his plot which he had devised against the Jews. She said, if it pleased the king, if it pleased the king. She crying now. She's still crying. She know the work ain't done yet. Some of y'all go halfway, you stop. I got mine. Are you serious? She went all the way. She said, if it pleased the king, and if I found favor in your, before him, and, and the matter seems proper. Oh, look how she's talking. Some of y'all don't know how to talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. You, know, you got a college degree, but I want you to get rid of your Ebonics. Tell your neighbor what I said. Get rid of your Ebonics. You are not. Look, if you woke, you go woke, you go broke. Tell you what I said, go woke, go broke. That's why these companies, by the way, these companies thought it was real popular to be woke. And now they're changing their mind because people are jumping ship. You don't believe it? Ask Disney. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back. Don't do it. Y'all breathing still? Okay, so if it pleased the king, and if the matter finds favor before him, if the matter seems proper to the king, and I am pleased, and if it's pleasing in your sight, look at this woman talk. This woman can talk. Tap your neighbor and say, you know you can talk too. You need to talk good words. Amen. <laughs> if it pleased the king, but found favor before him, if, it matters, if the matter seems proper to the king, and if I'm pleasing in your sight, she's spending that favor. If I'm pleasing in your sight, she knew she was pleasing in his sight. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. That's what they do in the strip club. Boy, what's wrong with you? No, no. You ain't. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> if I'm pleasing in his sight, let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the king's providences. See, the Jews, they were everywhere. Believers are everywhere. Are you all there? I hate to tell you, but there are certain decrees that have just been passed over the last several months that put you and I in serious jeopardy if we reject them. Some of you are well aware of these things and I want by the grace of God to uncover them, not today. I want to uncover them before you because you, so you understand what's happening. The things I'm speaking of right now in our government affect the church. I don't care what color you are. Look, whether you know it or not, the nation is waking up to the fact that it really is not about your color. Everybody preaching color wants to separate you. You know, anybody who's preaching color, that's that Haman spirit. 
And unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, many of them who are preaching color are the same color they're preaching about. This is about God's people. This is about heaven come to earth through his people, which are made up of many ethnos. We get the word ethnicity. She appeals to the king because she realizes that her people, she wasn't about color. And if you know anything about the Jews, it was all kind of hues from smutty black to almost white. Ooh. Are you breathing, saints? I know I can't do that, can I? Last time I do that, bro. Okay. So look. You, uh, Bishop, give me the stuff. All right, let's get ready. Go, go, don't go. Look. <laughs> she, she said, if it please the king, let it be written to revoke the letters. The letters that were wrote, written to destroy the Jews who are in all the king's provinces. Verse 7, uh, chapter 8, verse 7. So the king Ahazur said to the queen, and note, please, notice her, her, her confidant, her advisor, now her uncle or her father, now in the court with her. And by the way, those of you that get promotion, you better open your eyes and see who's supposed to, who you're supposed to take with you. Raise your hand in this building if you feel like God had you in a Mordecai uh, position. You've been, at, you've been advocating, helping, giving. Listen, raise that hand high. Raise both of them high. Because I want you to expect that when God turns the turn, turns the tide for the ones you're advising, you are going to profit as well. They're going to find out where you get this influence from. They want to know. And the day will come when those that you are advising for success will turn right around and your success now will in be enhanced because of them. Amen. Clap your hands if you heard what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and beloved, he gives, it to, he gives it to both of them. And Esther says, behold, I have given the house of Haman to Esther to him, and him who have and him they have hanged on the gallows because he had stretched out his hands against the Jews. And verse 8 says, now, here's what the king says, you write to the Jews as you see fit. Verse 8 we're talking about, chapter 8. You write to the Jews as you see fit in the king's name and seal it with the king's ring for the decree which is written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's signet ring may not be revoked my god have mercy now the king has already been bamboozled hello and now the truth comes out and by the way that's where we are right now I suspect many of you listening to me today, those of you that are online, you, you, the, the Holy Spirit is bringing to you to the moment of truth where you have to face what's real. Oh my God, can, can, are, are you hearing what the scripture is declaring? The one in authority reaches to the one he loves and to the one who has wisdom. You write it in my name. I, will, you, you, I, I trust you. So you do it. And some of you are sitting here before me today, you know, you don't even know what to do with that kind of power. Like me? You, you, me? Me to set the policy? What? I'm not sure who this is for today, but I, when I said that, I, I was looking at a person who's in the field of nursing and they are with uh, they're with the doctor and that office is giving you carte blanche to write the procedures yourself and the way you write them will cause many people to be helped and blessed you don't you dare say I don't know what to do don't you dare you go to what you know in your own in your own conscience and your own experience out of your out of the righteousness God gives you out of the peace God gives you and, and write the things so that everybody else can profit 
those of you in the second position and they're looking at you and they're saying no we know we got to make these changes we don't know how to make them in the name of Jesus stand up in your place for righteousness sake let his kingdom come right there as you begin to pin this is the way it's going to be Lord have mercy I know it's a song. I, I think it's from five people in here the way I'm talking about it, the way I'm looking at it. Five of you in a position, policy is going to be set by you because the one in authority trusts you. They trust you. Oh God, stand on your feet. If you know, if you're one of those five and you know it, stretch your hands towards them. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Those of you that are near them, lay your hands on them. It's so important what God is doing in this hour. He's placing the members of the body of Christ in key positions, having raised them up through, through integrity and authority and excellence putting influence on you, putting the favor of Almighty on you so that what you do and what you create, it stands and they'll back it up because it came out of your spirit and they see the righteousness, they see the light in your spirit. Come on, open your mouth in the language God gave you. Just begin to pray for them right now. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the wisdom, for the light, for the understanding, for the basis of truth within them. I thank you, oh Heavenly Father, that take away every bit of shyness, take away every bit of shame, take away every bit, Lord, of fear, and allow them boldly to come and do. Let them move the pen. And when they move the pen, let what they write bless, save, heal, deliver many in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the body of Christ said, Amen. Clap your hands to the, to the King of Heaven. Bless Him. Come on, bless His name. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you dare back off. Don't you, don't you turn away. Don't you play absentee. Show up and do what is needed. All God's people said amen. <laughs> he said, you know, I want you to do it. You write it out. You write it out the way it should be. And whatever you write, my ring is on your finger. Stamp that thing because when you stamp it, it's as if I'm stamping it. By the way, if you don't have enough courage to recognize authority and know how to carry yourself among authority, you are not worthy to stand in that position. You have to rethink that thing about, about, about personality and authority. You know the body of Christ is hurting right now because we're judging people by their personality and not by their authority. We got in, that's how we got into trouble right now. We kicked the man out with the right heart and the wrong words and we put the man in with the wrong heart and the right words and we're suffering for it right now. Right now. When God, when God gives you that favor, you stand in that thing. Don't be acting shy like humble is not shy. Humble is after you, after you, after you have written it all out, it's all done. Humble is going home and getting on your knees and crying before God and say, God, thank you. That's humble. I will. Humble is humble is not you acting shy. Humble is after you get you writing all that out and you get and the policy set and you've done your due. You go home. You get in your closet and you're on your face crying before God, giving Him praise and thanks that He allowed you to be in that position to do the thing that He wanted you to do. That is a different ball game. You're not bragging yet, child. I wrote that thing. No, 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 no. Are you all still breathing? 
Lord, how I get into this? Amen. Well, I'm into it now. And now, write as you see fit at verse 8. A decree written in my name that cannot be revoked. <laughs> Esther 8, 11. 11 in the, and then in the king. In them, the king granted the Jews who were in, who were in each and every city the right. Woo! He gathered the right to, disem- to assemble. Somebody need to, re- re- somebody need to underline that. It granted them the right to, and I want you to put this in, in, the, in the present. The fact that we can assemble is by the grace of Almighty God. Because there are other nations where the church cannot assemble without the cost of their life. We've taken it for granted because there's never been a time other than COVID that the government said we couldn't, we couldn't gather. And they didn't have the right to say it then. The right to assemble is a right that comes under the Constitution. Hello, somebody. And because we disassemble, the church is hurting today. This building right here should be overflowing and packed out. It's not. One of the reasons is because we listened to the government before we listened to God. We were afraid. We scared. We scared. We scared. We gonna catch it. <laughs> Forgive me for laughing, but you know, I told y'all. I told you. You'd have done better by taking them underwear off and putting them on your face and putting the mask on your face. But some of y'all didn't listen to me. He, he's, uh, he, he's at it again. Don't, just don't, don't. No. Uh, some of you are still wearing masks. It's okay. You, can do, you have the freedom to do that. You can wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. Just, 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 uh, so I wear a mask because I don't want to smell everything around me. That's cool. You know, some, some, some people like that. You know, I don't want to smell everything around me. I just put the mask on. Okay, cool. But if you mask because you're scared you're going to catch something, that your science is not even right. I'm, I'm not trying to hump our mask. I'm trying to tell you the right of a symbol, assembly, is a right that not all nations share. You come and go like you want. Look at the scripture there. It says the king's edict gave them the right, told the Jews, this is your right to assemble. Why is it important? Because your existence is based on you assembling. So, may I, may I? So, 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 so the real deal is, so the real deal is, if you can assemble, see, if, if, you, have, if you can assemble, back to back, if, if you can assemble, the thing that's so powerful about this, that, that, that when you assemble, see, you, 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 you can, on this side, on this side, you can, Curve right here. You can defend yourself on all sides. Because the decree said they can kill you at will. And when they kill you, they get your property. And, and but when they assembled, because a letter went out to the 127 provinces, and they said, We got what? Yeah, get your sword, baby. Get your AK 57. 47, 50, whatever it is. <laughs> he said, if they come after you, I give you the right to destroy them. And by the way, when you destroy them for coming after you, you get their property. So I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to see this in the spirit. What if every prayer you prayed against the enemy that was, that was won, you got the property of the enemy you prayed? But the assembly was very important because if you if you if you if disassemble, they can pick you off one by one. But when you come together, oh my God! You think that mama is gonna let somebody get their kids? Oh, she got the kitchen butcher knife. I wish she would. I wish. Come on. <laughs> Other mama, she got the cleaver. You're not cleaver. You, you, you chop them bones up. She got the cleaver. Come on. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Come on, Cletus. Come on. Come on. 
come on, Cletus, come on, come on. <laughs> That's what I want to talk to you about as I close. The edict gave the people of God the right to fight. Tell you remember what I said. The edict gave the people the right to fight. And you know what my problem is today? Most of the body of Christ don't want to fight nothing. The only thing they want to do is fill the bathtub with, pull the plug and fight the current. That's all they want to fight. We don't want no conflict. We don't want no problems. Now we don't mind worshiping, which you're going to keep doing. But we're fighting. Oh, no. Child, be, live with peace among your neighbor. In fact, some people have a problem with me this message because they think I want you to cut somebody's head off. I don't. Well, I do kind of, but not a, just not a person. It's a spirit. Because one of the things we have not in, one, did you know that God, did you know that God sanctions your fight? One of the reasons why we have not taken ground because you don't fight for it in the spirit. You don't for it in the declaration. You don't fight for it in intercession. You just kind of, uh, okay. I guess it will we'll be, what was that? Kesarah, Sarah. The reason why the body of Christ is called a body, you know, if, 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 you, if you puncture the body, every cell that was born to fight rushes to that place to fight infection to bring healing. Every red blood cell. White the white. Which white one's white? White. The whites. See, I told you all you white folks, y'all all right? Amen. You know I'm messing with you, right? Because some of you African Americans actually act, you culturally are you culturally are more white. But we won't talk about that. Right. So, listen to me. When 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 you injure the body, what, what happens? Hurt all of a sudden, the, it's automatic. God built this in the body. The signal runs throughout your body, and everything that's needed to fight that intrusion shoo, rushes to that to fight it. Another way of saying this is God built you to fight. What do you think family's about? Fighting for my kids, fighting for my grandkids. Fighting for your wife, your, the health of your wife. Fighting for the sanity of your husband. But as, but as, thank, thank you all. By the way, get in the, in the war position. Oh, I say war position, attack position. Attack position is kind of when you, when you bend them knees. You spread them about shoulder apart. And when you bend them knees, something happens. Strength comes here. It's an amazing thing. When you bend them knees, man, something happens. It's like, come on. And plus you can move. Bring it Most of the body of Christ, we're too busy. You know what we do? I, 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 uh, are you recording on that? No, I'm taking notes. Oh, you're taking notes? Yeah, okay. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, let me. Most of us, we, the thumb is the most powerful part of your body. index finger y'all good real good I was watching the folks do this yesterday and don't put two thumbs on there Lord have mercy if you want to see something it's, 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 an ama it's amazing if you've ever seen this one do it anyway it's like okay what else you say I mean it's amazing but some of us are so that's the only fight we know get, get, get your phones get your paper write this down write this down this is what fight means I'm dismissing my fight team. Get your hand, they protect each other, amen. Can't nothing get in, because they can see from every angle, right? That's why assembly is important. And he said, look, I, I give you the right to assemble, to defend their lives. Verse eight, verse 11, uh, chapter eight, verse 11, to, listen to me, to, def to defend your lives, to destroy, to kill, and to, to annihilate the entire army of any people or providence which might attack them, including women and children, and to plunder their spoil. You think they weren't serious? 
I want you to take this and bring it to right now. Because I want to read for you Ephesians. I want to read for you Ephesians. Let me get it for you. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against powers and against world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Many believers, they, 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 want, they get saved because they want peace. When you get saved, you get saved for war. You can't have peace unless you go to war. Tap your neighbor, tell them what I said. If you don't go to war, you can't have peace. That's the way it is. God promised you peace, but not without war. And this is why you need each other, why we need each other. Because what's against you are these spiritual forces that want to keep you from what God has assigned for you. These spiritual forces want to keep you away from the people that those people, when they come around you, they are going to be saved. So the battle of the enemy is to separate. He has had the same old lame scheme from the very beginning. Divide and conquer. How does he divide you? Well, your hair color straight. Well, yours is kinky. Well, you are dark. Well, you are light. Well, you light bright. Well, you got a big nose. Well, you got big lips. You got thin lips. You got big booty. You got no booty. I mean, it's amazing how they divide everybody. It's the craziest thing in the world. We can't come together, we can't assemble because we're too busy. Use a Democrat, use a Republican, use a Libertarian. That, that, that's the problem. And the real deal is we are all kingdom. But they uncovered that enemy and, and this is what's going on right now. This is what's happening in our nation. It's happening, I suspect, in your life. The moment of truth when you realize, what am I really up against? Spiritual forces, dark spiritual forces of wickedness that do not want you to succeed, do not want you to win, do not want you to influence, want to keep you crying and moaning. Well, whatever happened, whatever it be the Lord's will, you say that because you haven't read the Lord's will. Because if you read his will, you wouldn't say it that way. Are you breathing? Gave them the right to fight. You write that down somewhere. I have the right to fight. You need, you need to put that. I have the right to fight. Fight what? Fight for what God says. Fight for what God says. Fight for what God says. You and your whole house shall be saved. Well, somebody ain't saved. Time to fight. Know you not that the believing wife will influence the unbelieving husband. Time to fight. Are you there, saints? And so, write it down. Fight. What does fight stand for? F. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. When we talk about fighting, we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about spiritual weapons. What, de what decree did Esther and Mordecai write? They wrote a decree authorizing the people of God to fight back. They, they were allowed to destroy and kill and annihilate the forces that were coming against them. Our God, our God in heaven gives us the right to do so. All the things that come against us and against his will, he gives us the right to fight. Everything that God promises is not automatic. Tell you remember what I said. Everything God promises is not automatic. Tell him what I said. Everything that God promises is not automatic. He can do anything, but he ain't going to do everything. He can do anything, but he's not going to do everything. He can do anything, but he's not going to do everything. So when, when, when it comes against you, then you need to know, oh, it's time to fight. Not time to run. Ain't time to cry. Ain't time to go home. Ain't time to grab the liquor bottle. It ain't time to grab the drugs under the, under the bed. It ain't time to put the on. That's not time. It's time for you to fight. By the way, God has dispatched angels to help you in the fight. But they are under command. Some of your angels, they don't know what to do. 
Lord, help me today. I'm trying to help these people today. Come here. I need your breath. I need you. You know, I need you to stand by my side. Stand by my side. Yeah. 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 Help me, brother. He's taller than I am. Some of y'all have no idea. You don't have no idea. I need is there, a, is there a child left in the building? I think all the children are gone. I need somebody. Uh, hey, hey, Darren, come here. You know I was going to call you, didn't you? Yeah, okay. He's not a child, but, you know, I have a, I have a distinct uh, a reason. Stand right, distinct reason. Stand in between them, bro. I can see. See, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you do? Lord, did you push him aside? Did you push him aside? They not in conflict, they for you. That's what some of y'all be doing. When you laying down, you ain't praying, you ain't got no devotion, you don't have no prayer life, you don't have no intercessory life, you don't have no Bible reading, you don't have any, any written quotes, you don't, you're not saying it, and because that, that means you're not fighting, and because you're not fighting, they standing like this, with their arms in front, they got, they got, they got all the armor, everything you need, and you, they, they all assignment, but you didn't give them one. I'm sorry I don't have the time to break down this theology in the Word of God, but the truth is that God has assigned angels to every living person. They only respond to the Word and the will of God. They're, they're on your left and on your right. They got you. You're sleeping. They ain't all God. I wish a demon would come up in here. Oh, yeah. We haven't had this in a long time. Look at me like, I'm lost, like I lost my mind. Because I haven't had this in a while. You sitting in the seat. You sitting down. Your angels are like this. I wish something would come up in here. They born to fight. They bred to fight. They, they, they programmed to fight. Everything about them. Lord have mercy. If you, some of you not ever thought about it. some of you might have had visions about angels in the spirit there's a lot of material written on angels we don't, we don't read about it say it again baby oh you can't, I'm, I'm going okay it, what I'm trying to say to you is that your angels are bad see I ain't got no angels yes you do some of y'all nervous because they're watching you doing your stuff That's why you don't call on them. Hello? You didn't think God was, you didn't think he was, they was watching? <laughs> they assigned you. Look at your name and say, uh-oh. <laughs> when Mordecai and when, when Esther put that pen to the paper and put that ring in the wax, the angels were saying, whoo, thank you. They, they, now they're on assignment. So before I take this too far, I need to close this out by saying to you, thank you for standing there. Darren, he's there. And, and, and uh, so, uh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, Darren, for putting you on blast. But in the natural, this is not the guy you want to mess with. No, no, no. Seriously, <laughs> not the guy you want to trifle with. Really, but in the spirit, the only power he has is in his decrees that are released in the heavenlies God has given to guard him. So in some situations, in many situations, for many of you, most of your situations, your peace will not get the job done. Are you hearing me? You, as a church, it, we are not trying to draw physical blood from people. No, in the church, what we're doing, we're at, we, we are to move and push back principalities and powers that have their powers over the wickedness of other people. And when they are defeated, those people will come to Christ. 
When your negative situation that needs to be turned around is, act, is, is the exact opposite of what God wants, it, it, God has the power to turn them around, but he, he's going to exercise that power through your decree, through your prayer. That's why he says, you know, ask, come, ask. Are you breathing, saints? These guys, they ain't no joke. If they raise their hands, if these guys raise their hands, hell got a problem. Because they're tied, they're tied in relationship to myriads of others. And whatever is needed, Lord have mercy. According to the will of Almighty God, which is expressed in the Word of God. Some of you don't even know who you are. You are so awesome. When you, some of you, when you walk, you, not only you look good, you're shaped good, you got the favor of God on you, but what's even, what's even more awesome, that favor is accompanied by divine beings that are there for the express purpose of you getting done that assignment and when you walk they they with you you come in that's why some of you carry such a presence of God you be in the presence of God in the word of God in prayer that presence from the inside grows and when you come into the room the room lights up because you ain't got to say nothing you just walk in the room because of what you bring you have not understood your assignment you've not understood your power You've not understood how important you are. Bow your heads in this building today. I told you I was going to tell you what fighting means. I'll tell you next week. I haven't forgotten F-I-G-H-T. I got it. By the grace of God, I'll, I'll share it with you next week. It'll put you on notice. Some of us need to learn. We need to come and get into school. Discipleship is about learning how to fight. Anybody in the martial arts here today, everybody in the martial arts here today, you understand one thing. This don't happen for you overnight. You, no, you're going through the motions. You, you, you are, it's, until it's no longer, it is no longer uh, a mental, it's muscle memory. Situation shows up, you're just there because you've done this so many times. And this, do, you not, do you not know every time you bow the knee, you're, in, you're doing your exercise. Every time you get in the scripture, you're doing your, every time you're pronouncing the word, you're in the exercise. And when the situation arises, what comes out of you is the word of God. And it's that word that crushes and pushes down every evil and wicked thing that's against you and others you're praying for. It turns everything else around. It's time for the body of Christ to rise to its position of intercessory. Intercessory ministry. It's time for you to rise to the place in your household. This is about bringing about divine reversals. As your head is bowed, I want you to, those of you that need to in your heart, repent from living in this natural world without a kingdom mindset. You need, to, you need to say, God, forgive me for being so earthly minded. I am no heavenly good. You need to ask God to give you, open your mind to help you to understand what it is you're about, what it is you're doing, what he's trying to achieve in your life. Oh my God, if you knew how important you were, if you could look down through the ages, if you could understand what it took for God to get you here for this moment, if you understood what it took for God to preserve the generations to bring you to this place where you sit today, you, you, your heart would burst. It is why I'm talking the way I'm talking for the last several weeks. I'm burdened with the, with, the, with the realization of your heavenly kingdom calling must be realized. We cannot afford to have another generation that, acts, that goes to church and does nothing about the changes. Least we as a nation be under captivity. We as a people of God will lose our rights and lose our, lose our privileges because we have not understood who we are. It's happened before, but it's happened before, my sisters, my brothers. It's happened before. May it not happen to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the ecclesia today. 
for your church. I pray for them to come to realization. I thank you for allowing them to understand the power that you have invested in us through your word, through prayer. I pray, Heavenly Father, for them to see clearly how you are working, how you desire to work through them. Would you infuse them with a new level of confidence and a new level of, of appreciation so that they are no longer ashamed? Will you give them the, the courage to repent of every sin so that there will be no hindrance in their believing? For we know if we repent from dead works, faith toward God comes. I thank you, Heavenly Father. We have not seen your glory in so long until we have, we have acted like it, it doesn't exist or it will not come. Forgive us, Lord. We become impatient for the moving of your hand and done what Israel did. We went back to other gods. We started worshiping at the, at the altars of other gods. And we did not put everything all of our hope, our faith, our energy in you. Forgive us, Lord. Let every man rise to the level of his call, rise to the level of his position. Let every person rethink the positions of authority that God has stationed around them. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that, that this day again will mark the beginning of many divine turnarounds. I praise you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I do pray. Someone who's here today, those of you who are here today, and you have not realized that before, you're hearing it for the first time. Lord, that kind of authority? You're hearing it for the first time. You didn't realize it before. Mm. You get to heaven by faith. You're judged by your works. You get to heaven by faith. But you're judged by your works. Jesus receives you into heaven because you believe in Jesus. But you're judged by your works. Let's not get that mixed up. Those of you who are hearing this for the first time and you're saying, I need to, I, I sense my need to rise to another level of citizenship, another level of responsibility. This is an important call right now. And so I want you to resist any temptation not to respond to it. Those of you who are hearing, God, I know that I've got a heavier responsibility. When I said a few words, just a few sentences, that heaviness came on you. In the name of Jesus, quickly get up from your seat. In the name of the Lord, now get up from your seat and come to the middle aisle. I, I